0: I'm Caitlin. Hi, I'm Rebecca. We're not from Memphis, but we love it. Welcome to Memphis Type History, the podcast.
1: Do you want to read your intro? Yes, thank you.
0: (laughs) I don't know what to do without someone helping me here. Yeah, okay. We'll figure it out together. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Hello, Rebecca Phillips here with a special guest, Brandon Marshall, drinking a mojito on my front porch. Such a friendly guy, such a friendly setting. As you know, if you're familiar with Memphis type history, we collect and share facts and stories about Memphis type, signs, and or history. Today we are going to learn about a type of art of type. Here with me is Brandon Marshall, a skillful being in the art of inking, breakdancing, murals, and graffiti, which is what we'll be learning about today. If the name Brandon Marshall doesn't ring a bell, perhaps Nosy 42 does. And if you live in Memphis, you've likely seen his work around town. Those work can be discovered throughout the U.S. of A. as well. Brandon has executed sublime murals throughout Orange Mound, a neighborhood that speaks well to his heart. Other locations include Overton Square and Advance Memphis. He has collaborated with other artists such as Michael Roy and Kyle Taylor to bring us other life-giving murals in downtown, over at Wiseacre's Property, and perhaps my personal favorite, the installation at the Brooks Museum for the gaming exhibit display a while back. But think of this episode as Graffiti 101 because... That's what I plan to learn about from the expert himself, Brandon Marshall. Thank you for being on this show.
1: So happy to be here. I think that uh, intro went very well for the both of us. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. Wonderful. Well
1: executed.
0: Thanks. I want to explain to your audience that you may hear crickets, possibly car, because we are outside for a good environment. And this is the environment that Brandon's probably very familiar with because you are a graffiti artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, muralist, because those seem like they're two different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to let you know that I did research you, in okay. case you couldn't tell. Um, although I was very familiar with your work already. Did you, but, find any,
1: did you find any bad news, or?
0: Well, you know, the first thing I found, I discovered when I looked up your name, is that you are an American football wide receiver for the New York Giants.
1: That's right. Um, and I beat my girlfriend up that one time, too. <laughs> right. um, that was a charge. Like, yeah, yeah, people, I'll be in, in line at gas stations and things, and uh, and people say, what's your name? And, and, they say, and they say, Brandon Marshall, like the football player. And I say, um, yeah, except for I, I don't beat up my girlfriend because... <laughs> He was arrested, and uh, I've, I don't know who, it, who he actually is. Um, I've, I don't watch football,
0: yeah. but everyone
1: thinks it's hilarious, so I just keep saying it.
0: You just say it, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I'm also a football player. Yeah,
0: the first one, and then the real Brandon Marshall came in second. Okay. So you're Fair you're enough. about to get above the <laughs> football star. You're right there, but yeah. So I can't. I thought about researching graffiti because. With our podcast, we usually look into the history of, of the topic that we're talking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I did want to treat this more like a Graffiti one-on-one because I want to be genuine in the questions I ask. I don't want to already know. I want it to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. And so just bear with me. Sure. That the questions that I'm going to ask you really are questions that I am not familiar with. And okay. One being, I don't even know if graffiti is illegal or... Are there cases when it's not illegal? Right. And that kind of thing.
1: Um, So the definition of graffiti is that it's, you know, it's a mark or a series of marks that's applied to a surface without permission. So um, by definition, yes, graffiti is illegal. But I guess in the uh, I'm going to go do the history thing. Thank so, you. yeah, so in the, in like the late 70s, people say that the original birthplace of graffiti art, as people know it today, was in Philadelphia. Um, but it also gets commonly lumped in with New York City. A lot of people associate the, the beginning and the, and the kind of the genesis of graffiti art in New York City in the late 70s. And it was very, very simple type of thing. It wasn't very evolved. It was just like, people writing their names and their neighborhoods right like so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um like if if your name was tracy and you lived on 140th street you would write tracy 140 that's where the number comes from yeah like a lot of people would write their street names okay um i guess even to start like all the way back um graffiti as as we're talking about it it's like a it's a game it was a game that's invented by youth in like philly washington dc new york city where people were just trying to write their names as much as possible they choose a name or they were given a name and you're just writing your name as much as possible so that other so you start to gain a notoriety and then eventually, and is there any
0: special way to write your name or at the time it really is just your own handwriting
1: at the time yeah back then it was just your own handwriting and the materials were very simple like people were using spray paint but not anything elaborate and people <clears throat> were making their own kind of utensils to write with and making their own ink and things like that and just writing their name and yeah. then you know eventually it started to be so saturated um, and, and especially with cities with subways which I'll get into that later too about the subways, but um, in the cities with subways, you know, kids were riding the subway all the time as their primary means of transportation and uh, and every day. So the great thing about subway cars is that they go all over the city. So if you were writing your name on the subway cars, then you would know that all the other kids and all the other, you know, like if say you were painting the B line or whichever line. Uh, you know that everyone else on the beeline was going to see your name and then eventually you're going to build up uh, kind of a reputation like similar to maybe like a superhero where people admire you but your identity is still hidden away. That's kind of the idea behind it all. Yeah. And then it started to be so saturated and then there was like, you know, people who are artistic and, and pioneered kind of like the aesthetics of it. And uh, the first guy was this guy from New York City named Stay High 149. That's because he's from 149th Street. And uh, he was the first person, so people were writing their names before him, but he was the first person to try to make it aesthetic, right? Like, he was like, not only am I going to have my signature all over the place, but I'm going to do it really well. Like, to make my name stand out, I'm going to keep practicing you know my name doing the typography of my name until it's better than everyone else's right so that right there is kind of the premise of the modern graffiti culture right like it kept escalating and people are like well while you're doing that I'm gonna do this and like everyone's trying to kind of
0: it became a lot more stylized that
1: way became a lot more stylized graffiti art you 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 make your mark you leave a piece of art behind and you don't, you don't really know where it's going to go. You don't know who it's gonna, who's going to see it. And you want people to remember it. So if it's, like, done really well, if the, letter, the letters are constructed really well, then they're going to remember it more. And, uh, you know, you're going to gain more notoriety. Yeah.
0: Um, and for the most part, people will write an, their name?
1: Yeah, yeah. So most people don't write their actual names. Um, maybe back then they were. But, yeah, a lot of times you're picking a pseudonym, you know you choose a name or like in my case with the name nosy someone gave that to me it was a nickname and that's just kind of it just kind of stuck you know
0: mm-hmm. do people call you nosy or i know your handle is no- nosy42 Did you live on a 42 street 42nd street
1: uh no i didn't so there's also a thing within graffiti called you know what's what's what we call crews and so a crew is like uh, more or less your it's like your team so 42 is my crew you know you meet people who um whose work you really admire and and their crew and then you say like like and for me like 42 is my crew and when I was a young like kind of an unseasoned graffiti artist um they were the guys that I really admired their work so much and so I wanted to be in their crew so that's where the 42 actually came in and I've been was that
0: the original crew you admired to be in or was Mm -hmm. it like you got rejected on the first one and then
1: uh, no, I mean, like, uh, so I, I was in a local Memphis crew, which it was called UH okay. at the time. And then um, we were all young and dumb. And, and so I kind of uh, transitioned out of that around 2009. And then, wait, no, in 2008 is when I left that one, which is a Memphis-based crew. And 42 crew is uh, Nashville-based. So I was making trips on the Greyhound bus, like, all the time to yeah. paint with them. And then, you know, eventually they asked me to to write their crew beside. So, like, a lot of times if you see a graffiti piece and there's, like, some letters, like, uh, maybe, like, UH you'll see in Memphis or 42 you'll see in Memphis. Um, I'm trying to think of any other crews people may have seen.
0: That's Mark and the crew. Um,
1: CKB is a crew, like, that gets put up sometimes around here. But, yeah, it's, like, that's their team, more or less, or it's, okay. like, that crew. So...
0: And each generation, it's always been passed down Like there's It's generational,
1: community. yeah Yeah, it's generational
0: How many crews do you think are in Memphis?
1: Um, there are Really two main active crews Here, and there's there's Little ones that come and go all the time But Memphis is a small scene Memphis is a small graffiti community You know, um, whereas like, you know I just got back from LA And there are like hundreds of crews Out okay. there, right?
0: Just in one city This is a big city
1: it is a big city, How yeah. many do you think
0: Memphis could hold up, though? Much more than two, right? Or not really?
1: How many could we sustain? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I mean. yeah, definitely much more than two. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Um, I'd say any more than, like, six or seven, and there would start to be, like, a really heavy aspect of competition.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: people would just do it more and more and more because they would be competing to be the best crew in the city. And do you then, think
0: that's good or bad?
1: Um, I think on that level... It can be bad. I mean, everyone has their different opinion on graffiti. Some people hate it and some people are indifferent about it and some people like it. And I'm on the end of the spectrum where I love it. And I think if it were up to me, I don't see the big deal about it, I guess I could say. Like as if long you're long as it's well done. As long as it's well done, yeah. And and even I mean, even when it's not well done, there's something to me that's very interesting about it. I mean, like, I, I own property now, and there's definitely there's definitely a side of graffiti that is, puts the emphasis on the vandalism part, like like this anarchistic point of view where people are just going out and writing on people's stuff, you know, and and that's part of the culture. And, you know, I own property now, and I would be upset if someone wrote on my property. But at the same time, I think, like, when you see street-level graffiti, which is, like, tags and scribbles, mm-hmm. whenever I travel out of town, that's the first thing I look for is the street-level graffiti. Not necessarily the big, beautiful murals or the more elaborate pieces, but I just look to see how much how much tagging there is and how much, like, walking down the street, how much graffiti do you see on, on the mailboxes and the dumpsters and the sidewalks, like, and I think the more that a city has, the more street level graffiti that a city has, I think they're more, um, there's more, it's, it's an indicator that there's a lot of culture there. Whereas uh, when you go to a city with no graffiti, it seems boring to me. Um, and in the most, in the most basic way, I mean, like if you think about the caves, like the Lascaux Caves, you know, of people cave yeah. painting, right? Uh-huh. It's the same idea. I mean, it's like people are doing it for a spiritual reason, even if they wouldn't admit it, but there's, like, a desire in everyone to leave something behind, you know, and and to yeah. make a mark. And I think it's, like, a very human thing when you're, like, holding a graffiti utensil and, like, to just see a mark go on the wall, to know that it's, it represents you. There's something that's very, I don't know, man, just, like... It makes you feel like you're really alive, you know, like it when I mean like you're an artist, you know When yeah, when you start making those first marks on a piece of paper and like you're marking the the surface Like there's just something almost hypnotizing about it to watch the pigment go on the paper and yeah for sure So yeah, it could be bad. I think I think, you know If there was like too much graffiti It's bad because that means a lot of people's property is getting vandalized but on the other hand, I think if there's a healthy amount of graffiti, like, and people are writing primarily on city property, right, like, on, under bridges, on overpasses, mm-hmm. and things that we all pay taxes on, then yeah. I see less of a, a problem with it, you know. But some people really hate it, you know. Some yeah. people hate not just the street-level stuff. They hate even the, the beautiful
0: stuff. Yeah, they hate all of it, you know. Out of curiosity... Mm-hmm. I've seen. I feel like I've seen graffiti placed on top of other people's graffiti. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, is that uh, against courtesy or anything? You're like stepping on someone's toes. Well, or? let me
1: ask you this. Like, so you're a painter. Like, mm-hmm. uh, watercolor, oils, right? Like, what all do you work with? Acrylic. Acrylic. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you were getting ready to have a show, and you were making some new work. And then you spent... How much... I mean, like, if you were going to sit down and paint, make a painting, how much would oh, you spend?
0: I'm slow. Right. Yeah. I mean, how,
1: how long would you spend?
0: I could spend up to 20, 30 hours sometimes.
1: On a painting, right? Yeah. Yeah, so nobody spends that much time, but, like... And then you you bought the materials yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So what if I came uh, into your studio one day when you weren't there, and you were, like, halfway through a 30-hour painting... And then I scribbled on your painting.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. So it is the same feeling. Yeah. Because I wanna, I get a little mad, but I don't know if that's just like, well, that's just part of the art, or if it yeah. is like, nah, you just, you just did that.
1: Right. I mean, uh, there's definitely like a hierarchy. So the rule in general is if you can't do something that's objectively better than what's on the wall that right now. Is this a, a,
0: a national, like a, a rule? like, a, it's,
1: like a, it's like a code, yeah. Okay. I wouldn't even necessarily a, a rule, but it's like a kind of a code of ethics. Okay. But so it's like if, if there's a wall and it's got graffiti, someone else's graffiti on it, and you can't. Do something that's objectively better than what's on the wall right now, then don't touch it. Don't cover it up. Don't paint over it. And that would be similar to, like, if I were a a new artist, I came into your studio and, like, tried to paint on on top of your painting or add something to your painting. Like, you would just be like, no, get the (laughs) hell out of here. Like, maybe you would call the police, right? Even are like yeah you you would certainly be upset right yeah, so in graffiti the value there, yeah. absolutely like so you know in graffiti like if if i like you know spent all day on a painting painting a wall and and spent 100 dollars of paint and then i come back a week later and someone's you know done something on top of it and that's not objectively better then i'm going to be upset i can't tell the police you know right so what because do you do it's
0: technically public or
1: okay yeah so so what do you do you know you have to uh Either, like... Move
0: to the next thing.
1: Or find a way to uh, to make sure that justice is served, you know, and...
0: Wait, how can you do that? Because well, you can't figure out who did that.
1: Oh, you can, yeah, yeah. No, because can. they would have painted their name. They would have painted their name, so if, like...
0: Knowing that they could piss you off.
1: Absolutely. Like, I mean, like, you know, if I painted a nosy piece, and then I came, and uh, there was, like, a Rebecca scribble on top of it, like, <laughs> I would know. <laughs> you
0: know... But listen, my name's pretty common. I think there are two other Rebecca Phillips in Memphis...
1: Right, but how many of those Rebecca Phillips do graffiti? Do <laughs> okay. you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, yeah, okay. It's like, yeah, people, it's in the graffiti community is small, you know. So it's not, it's not hard to find out who's find writing out. what name, yeah. you know. Like, but
0: what about a place in LA, though?
1: Well, that's a different thing, yeah. So then it might be more of a mystery, and it's like, well, I'm now I'm but trying to find some people the, could do it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and, and then you can get found out. Or um, a lot of times, like. If someone were to cover up your graffiti, a lot of times when, like, I would go back. Like, if someone covered my graffiti, Mm -hmm. maybe I would go back and, uh, and, like, make an X through their graffiti. And in a way, it's setting a trap for them because it's like, well, they saw that I X through their name. Now they're going to kind of try to come back and go over mine. So now for the next few days, like, I'm going to wait around that and see if they show up, you know.
0: Oh, to see if you can catch them in the
1: action. Yeah, yeah.
0: Have you ever done
1: that? Um, I've never caught someone in the act, but I've definitely camped out. Like in, in my younger, um, really? in my younger times, yeah, I've, like, I've definitely camped out and waited on people. And I mean, I've been in fights over graffiti. You know, I've been like, I've gotten beat up over it. I've been to jail twice. Like it's you know.
0: You are serious.
1: Oh yeah, it's um, it's you know, it's not a joke.
0: How old were you, or I guess I would say young were you, when you started doing this?
1: I was about 16 or 17 when I got serious. I'm 29 now. Yeah. So I've been doing it for, you know, a little over 10 years now.
0: That's a good amount of time.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Okay, so then can I ask, because I have wondered this. Mm
1: hmm
0: Anytime I see the name Nosy, is Mm -hmm. that you? Or are people mocking you?
1: Allegedly. (laughs) Oh, am I not supposed? To say, is oh no, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, okay. I mean uh, yeah. I'm, okay. I mean, I'm just clearing my <laughs> clearing my name. Um, this isn't allegedly. <laughs> that's me. Um, okay. Sometimes, okay, okay. I will say this. Sometimes there are instances where the younger graffiti writers who I kind of mentored.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Sometimes they'll paint my name for me, just as like a way to to respect, you know, that's to sweet. show respect i like that yeah yeah but sometimes it's like it gets me in trouble because like sometimes they're writing it on people's shit and then the owner of that truck or whatever they wrote it on is coming to me and i'm like dude listen like i didn't i didn't do that like i know it's like my name but i like and they're trying to pay respect and then i have to go get mad at the younger kids but uh or a lot of stuff is uh, is older, but I mean, uh, I've kind of definitely chilled out for the last several years on painting my name in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I go out of town, I try to make sure I paint it. There's some other things you can do to paint in, like, some other locations where maybe it's not going to make everyone mad. You know, like, right. abandoned places, and I still do quite a bit of that, and under bridges and things like that.
0: But more more than that, I can, I can visualize... Under bridges, What I don't understand, how... I'll look up and see something high up on a building. hmm What? What are you... Are you what? Like right. how do you manage to get up on a high end of a building? Or is you, it just on rooftops that I'm just not seeing?
1: Maybe. I mean, maybe I don't know exactly which ones you've seen, but I mean, that's I like... I feel like I
0: saw one, a nosy that was downtown. hmm Maybe was it was a Chisco before it got remodeled or somewhere in that area. <laughs> okay.
1: Again, just to clear my name, Sorry. I didn't. did. not, I did, I did not <laughs> do any illegal activity on the Chisca. But and if I were I could to have
0: completely, it could have been a right. You could be yeah. Ad-
1: she's on drugs. That's yeah. why. But um, no, <laughs> I no. Could so have the name
0: wrong. So, so
1: I if if I were gonna do a building, like yeah, I would just I would scope it out in the daytime, and I would try to figure out a way in. And mm. there's always a way Sometimes in.
0: Sometimes this happens during the day car coming i should probably note when noise might happen no okay it's okay
1: okay it's, i think it's part of the whole experience yes I, I hope like...
0: everybody feels like they're <laughs> on the porch with us at the moment in fact if you're listening now just stop and wait until nighttime so you feel like you're here with us
1: make sure it's like 72 degrees yeah. a slight breeze and then we're also drinking mojitos
0: yes so
1: make yourself a mojito
0: just have a relaxing night yeah. on the porch with us. <laughs> <laughs> so, this sometimes you'll paint during the day and not be seen?
1: No, so I'll never paint illegally during the day on a high profile spot, but sometimes I will uh, do my homework during the day. Let's say an abandoned building similar to the Chiska Hotel. Like maybe I went down there in the afternoon one day and I parked my car nearby and I walked up to the building, I circled the entire building, and then I looked for spots in the fence that I could either climb over or go under. And then if I was able to do that, I went one step further, and then maybe I found an open window, or maybe I found a hole in the wall somewhere. Maybe I was brave, and maybe I did a a breaking and entering and like smashed a window or something. But then,
0: you were determined
1: I was determined yeah um, not that I did any of those things but then like you know you you, f- you figure out a way to the top and I mean uh, the thing about you know painting something like a rooftop or something up high is that like obviously it's it's higher up so the more people are gonna see it and you're gonna make more of an Im- impression you know I mean
0: right.
1: just think like it's maybe similar to billboards you know how people yeah
0: we definitely left a bigger impression I mean I still remember it. Exactly. Because it's that moment, like I wonder how long it's been there. Mm-hmm. Have I just not noticed it because I haven't looked up? Yeah. So you realize I'm I'm asking you all these questions because this is what I plan to do, right? So I'm, i I got to make sure I'm taking notes.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that way? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's gonna be your name?
0: Wait, I can't. Technically, I can't say because then it's noted.
1: That's true. See, you're already you're already learning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that's like kind of a, a somewhat of an admission of guilt. Yeah. If you were to say it, yeah.
0: Am I? street doesn't have a number, but I'll think of something.
1: Okay. It doesn't have to be a number. Um,
0: Oh, that's right. Yours is a crew. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Generally... How
0: long would it take me to get to crew?
1: (laughs) Get into our crew?
0: Well, I know it's impossible to get to your crew. How about the most amateur level? You don't have to say their name in case... Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. How long would it take if you were just, like, day one?
0: Yeah. How long would it take me knowing that I've never... I'm here with you, asking about graffiti, not knowing anything about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How long would it take for me to get the respect to get myself involved? Would I have to have at least traveled places? Mm-hmm. And
1: um, not necessarily. So, you know, two like the two factors of like what makes a good gr- a good graffiti artist is quality and quantity, and you have to have both of those things. So, in other words, like if I were to drive around the entire city, like I would be making note of where I saw your name, how many times I saw it, and how well was it executed. Um, Once you kind of become proficient in those two things, Mm -hmm. and um, you're choosing good spots, you're painting a lot, and you're painting your letters in an aesthetically pleasing way, then you would be a candidate. And then the next kind of factor would be like, do we get along with you? Do we feel like your personality fits into our crew? Do we feel like you're painting graffiti for the right reasons? Do we feel like you know you're a good fit um but i would say maybe minimum to reach that level like if you were a hundred percent in like if you quit your day job tomorrow and became a graffiti artist like it would take you about a year minimum i would think
0: i gotta quit tomorrow good yeah good because it it sounds really (laughs) sweet you got a family here are you still on a crew or not really
1: i am in a crew yeah i'm affiliated just on a more conservative uh capacity now maybe like, I'm, I'm definitely not trying to break the law as much anymore, you know, just because I have more to lose. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's right. I mean, you're an adult now, mm-hmm. making a living. Barely. Yeah, I will say when I, two things that I do want to ask you about. I'm sorry if I've taken a lot of your time.
1: I got no place to go. <laughs>
0: okay. One is, I saw an article about you being commissioned to do murals around Orange Mound. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I do understand that there is a difference between graffiti and, and murals. Right. I am definitely more interested in graffiti because of the... An, anonymity? Yes. It? Because of the
1: anonymity?
0: Yes, but, thank yeah. you. Right, okay. right. Of that one. Right. But obviously the murals are gorgeous, and I think they help the city mm-hmm. a ton. But I also would think that about graffiti. You did get commissioned to paint around Orange Mound. I did. And I read an article, and I just want to point out that I like this quote from it. Okay. That I think were your words. But if not, it's okay. That's still a good quote.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Murals are for everyone to share. They can't be bought or sold and hung in a private collection or museum where most people will never go. They are produced for anyone to see. There doesn't have to be a lofty conceptual undertone to the work. They provide a strong sense of identity, and they are for the community. So do you... Appreciate murals as much as graffiti. I do.
1: Whatever. Did I say that? That's in that's an actual article?
0: Yeah. That made me
1: sound really great. I don't know. That's
0: why I wanted to bring that yeah. back up. I liked it. And yeah. I so much that I, I wanted to share that again. Mm-hmm. Because it makes me happy to know that there is a large community of people. Let me get closer to the mic a large community of people who are doing this kind of work for reasons like this. Mm-hmm. Not not seeking that kind of recognition. Right. Um, and that they can feel comfortable just producing whatever they want and like without caring about what's in trend or what's going to get them recognized
1: right so you know I went to, I went to the University of Memphis and studied fine art and I was in studio classes and everything and um I've had gallery shows so I've definitely been in like the gallery world mm-hmm. and like the fine art world and something that I hate about it so much is is that it's not accessible to people unless they have an educational background and they were somehow educated in like quote unquote the arts like so much of like the conceptual meaning behind a lot of these pieces that I see in the fine art world it's just not going to speak to the average person like you have to be an academic to appreciate it understand it you have to be um, you have to have studied art you know and there's there's like very little aesthetically appealing about it. But even if it is a great concept, I mean, to me, a little bit, it's there starts to be this really like arrogant tone to the work. And like when I make work, when I make artwork, my my whole objective is to make something that's going to speak to the widest range of people. And I think when when I go into a gallery and I see something, it's doesn't it doesn't look very aesthetically interesting, but maybe it's. You know, there's this long, drawn-out process and research done about it. Like, I'm not excited about that. And most of my people, most of my friends, if I took them, or most of my neighbors, if I took them to that show, they wouldn't be interested in it, you know, and they wouldn't be able to relate to it. Whereas graffiti and murals are, like, so accessible because it's just a name, or a lot of times it's just about the style. It's only about the aesthetic. And you don't have to have a, a bachelor's degree to understand that. You can just say that you like it or you don't, or you can say why you like it. And so, yeah, it's something I appreciate so much about murals. And, and, you know, murals have been lumped into this street art movement. I even think that the graffiti writing, like just the straight-up abstract typography graffiti game, that's like, to me, the most honest form of expression that there is because it's literally you're writing your name, and it's just you saying, like... I exist, I was here, and now you have to acknowledge my existence, like because i I made I left this behind, you know. And yeah. there's there's not much more to it than that and I think that's very pure. Like people who are out doing graffiti and writing their name, they're not getting paid. They're either stealing or paying for their own supplies. So they're they're going to great risk just to like tell other people that they exist, you know. And that's yeah. that's coming from a very pure and honest place. Whereas a lot of this academic jargon that you see inside the the gallery world, it's just not accessible to regular people. And you have to be kind of have your nose in the air at times to even, you know, run in that crowd. And uh, I just get tired of trying to explain myself all the time. And like I don't think about every single decision that I make artistically. Like sometimes I think there's something really profound about just letting. Letting things happen, so... Yeah. Yeah, along the lines of that quote, yeah. Hmm.
0: that's good.
1: There's a difference between murals and graffiti writing, whereas graffiti writing is uh, it's strictly letters. It's lettering. It's typography. Um, and murals is, a lot of times, imagery. And a lot of times, like if you go through Instagram or social media... You'll see a lot of murals, and they're hashtagged as um, graffiti, right?
0: So we're looking through some right now. That's a bird cap? It is. Okay. We're looking through Instagram right now.
1: So, like, you know, if you look at these hashtags, like Memphis graffiti, Memphis Mm -hmm. art, graffiti, graffiti art, graffiti porn, street art, tagging, bombing, writing, king, respect. Like, all of those terms are graffiti terms. And uh, you know, like I know Birdcap, he's a great dude. He's a great artist, um, and I, well, I would you call have him all
0: those hashtags?
1: exactly. He wouldn't because mm-hmm. um, you know Birdcap is a sharp dude, and he's culturally aware, and like he realizes, you know, that he's he's uh, he, he focuses on murals, um, but he's also an authentic street artist. Like, okay, so he would be someone that I would feel comfortable saying, like Birdcap is a street artist. Because, like, when, uh, when he doesn't have a mural commission, like, he's going through abandoned buildings. He's going through ditches. He's going under bridges and things. And just painting. keeping out his skill. Keeping his skill up. He's just, you know, doing it just for... The love. Just to the love of it. Right. Yeah. And so, like, I respect him. Like, I work with him. But then, on the other hand, there's a lot of people who are trying to jump on the bandwagon. And, you know, they have all these these hashtags, or they're trying to jump on to this movement of being like, oh, we're doing this graffiti, we're doing this street art. Mm -hmm. But they haven't ever rolled the dice. They haven't ever um, been in a physical altercation. They've never been arrested. They've never had to run from police. They've never had someone cover up their work. Like, all these things that are, like, really commonplace for graffiti artists, for graffiti writer. Um, they don't know anything about. They're just kind of jumping on this trend. And that's, that's kind of where, I, where I, I, um, I get offended, you know. And, and for me, I'm a graffiti artist, and for me, that led to painting murals.
0: Do you think this is always a problem or just something more it's, recent? It's
1: definitely a recent phenomenon. It's like um, in the last few years, I think that people, basically investors, have just found have they've realized that there's money to be made off one specific part of graffiti culture which is like, um, so, you know, the levels of graffiti are, like, street-level tagging, and then, like, eventually you're doing more and more abstract typography, and then eventually when you're painting, like, this one you're looking at right here, like, it's, um, it's a girl from Sacramento that passed through Memphis um, named Mimi. So you can see, like, M-E-M-E,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: she's in CBS crew.
0: You, you recognize Yeah,
1: her? I, I know of her work. Okay. Um, so that's graffiti. Like, I don't have any, any beef with uh that particular post you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but then like this one so this is this is my work this is a, a recent wall that I did that's um
0: you. or that's your work it's
1: my work yeah and okay. then that was a mural like I got paid to do that and I did it with permission so to me that yeah. like it makes it not graffiti you know but it's
0: tagged as it's it's creating, right. and because graffiti, people, people don't know the difference.
1: Exactly, and like you know, if you look at this mural, like it's very similar to the aesthetic that I've developed through graffiti art.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: just the fact that like it's I had intense. permission I I was
0: seeing the whole thing.
1: Oh yeah, it's over there, at Cooper and Central.
0: Oh, so it's just right down here. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I was, I was paid for that. So then at that point, like, to me, it, it kind of becomes this thing of, like, well, that's really more of a mural. And I don't believe in this, like, second middle ground of, like, trying to lump yeah. graffiti and muraling together as this... just a it's, it's just a hip thing, you know? It's, like, just a... People, people have realized that they can make money off of it. Yeah. And they commodified it, you know, and called it street art, what they could make money off of, so...
0: Uh, there comes a point, though when I feel like there's too much of probably this refined art, that it kind of feels like an amusement park. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. Okay. So, and it's probably because it's, like you said, it is becoming a little, too many people are doing it, and it's the paid work. And I love seeing it, but there's a difference of going to a city and seeing it. Like I will say, I did, when the big mural happened over close by that Redbird Stadium, mm-hmm. A giant... I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's gorgeous. Um, but uh, if you see, there's a point when if you see too many, I think.
1: Too many murals?
0: Yeah. And not even, if they're too close together, I think, it, feel, it doesn't feel, it feels like it's forced, maybe. Sure. Because they're commissioned artists, I think. Right. And so it kind of loses a little bit. Now some of them are great. Like I love seeing the culture that people. These are these are truly artists. I'm not trying to knock down mm-hmm. them not being artists, but I do feel like if there are too many paid ones doing this, mm-hmm. then it does kind of it becomes a little showy, maybe.
1: Sure. I think. Um. I think maybe part of what you're saying. I think maybe part of it is. Um. Is kind of native to Memphis. Like that problem is native to Memphis because. In Memphis, like, anytime anyone commissions a mural and, like, I'm, this is what I'm doing as my primary means of income, like, anytime someone commissions for, for me for a mural, there's always conditions. They're thinking about the demographic they're trying to market it to. They're mm-hmm. thinking about what imagery they want. Okay. So it's never, it's never, like, just...
0: A true expression. A
1: true expression. It's, it's always, kind of you're always working with some kind of guidelines and, uh, and that's why I think some of the times it feels very forced when you see some of these murals because there's just a really fine line between like okay it's art and now like the client dictated way too much and was way too prescriptive and now it's just corny you know like it's not there's no authenticity in it there's no real expression in it it's just like
0: yeah.
1: these people wanted something that's gonna bring attention to their business you know okay. yeah but I think maybe part of that is, to, is you know, is a is a unique to Memphis, because when I go to other cities, you know, I, I see the placement of murals is much better. They're really using it as like a way to um, to activate a space, and they're giving like the the artists a lot more creative freedom to like. Add something with value to the community and not yeah. just, like...
0: It feels more like a revival. Like, they're reviving a place. Absolutely. A it's
1: not, like... Like, a lot of the art... A lot of the murals I see around Memphis is just, like, what I call plop art. Like, they realize we had a big wall, and they're like, oh, we could put something on there. Yeah. Like, what's the most, like... What's the most dumbed-down, like, generic thing that, like, no one will get offended by? And then it just becomes, you know, something else.
0: Yeah.
1: And that, that, like, totally strips it of any kind of artistic integrity, which is, like, really the complete opposite of what a mural should be about, about, like, the accessibility, like, giving a place identity, making people, like, stop and, like, just think, you know, for a minute. On the record, man, like, that's that's the issue with mural making in Memphis right now, making murals, is that the clients who have the money, who have the ability to commission murals and, and buy murals, they're not trusting the artist. And they're being too prescriptive, and they're cheesing it up, man. Like, they're telling us, like, if it's not Grizzlies, barbecue, blues, like, it's just like the same thing. And it's like, how redundant are we going to be as a city? Like, we can keep repeating the same things that we, like, every... Like, you pigeonhole yourself when you when you want to paint a grizzly bear on the wall. Because, like, you can take one look at it and go, Oh, the grizzlies. I like the grizzlies. That's great. And a lot of the work that I've been commissioned for, like, I feel the same way, but I'm just trying to make a living, you know? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm an artist. I want to keep making art. And I'm just trying to make a living. So I've said yes to some of these jobs. But, like, we're never going to have any new culture... Unless we start making it. The thing is, like, when I just paint something weird, when I paint something that's, like, you can't immediately understand what it means, like, those are the kinds of works that are getting reblogged by Juxtapose. Like, those are the kinds of works that are going viral and bringing attention to Memphis, Tennessee, like, mm. in a in a new way. Like, look at this crazy, new, wild stuff that's coming out of Memphis. Yeah. And then, it, like, it, it's, then it's adding culture to our city, whereas, like, if I just paint another Grizzlies mural... No one like uh, I mean like go Grizz but like no one else cares man no one yeah. else cares and let's not adding anything to our city you know
0: yeah our breast cancer awareness over
1: here right or or, or bricks and th- and that one was uh, a guy named Maxwell Harmon you
0: know all of them yeah and That's he's I, he's I such a
1: like good it. kid man like and he did he took that mural and did it I think he worked for basically for free Aww. just because he's hungry you know yeah. like and and uh, even if you would have given him a chance like if, if they would have given him a chance and said like here's some money for the materials. Yeah. Like go have have a ball. Yeah, because
0: it's well done. It's just the concept of it is it's what kills so me. It's just so generic and, it's, and, and lame. And they, they were okay to paint over something that was already a historical. Landmark. Yeah. Right.
1: And the thing about um, so the the wall before then was um Alex Alex Warble. Do you know about him? I know that name. So it was Alex Warble, and, like, everybody... It was, like, a big, you know, the scene with, like, people waiting in line.
0: Yeah. And
1: everybody in that line were, like, friends of his in the Midtown scene that he knew that were, like, living in Memphis at the time. So it was, like, really this true, honest reflection of, like, the people and the culture of Memphis, And, yeah, just to cover it up is, uh, you know, it's, like, it's tragic, you know. And, like, at the same time, like, I understand uh, Max's point of view where, where, like, he's just trying to get his name out there. He's trying to get some commissions under his belt and build a portfolio. And, like, the mural's a little faded. But, like, what they should have done was uh, whatever money they spent on the materials for Max's mural, they should have hired Alex Warble again and given him that money and have him, like, retouch retouch up the mural you know he is yeah alex Warble still is he does great yeah. work too
0: i think that's really what bothered me i was like why would they paint over it was that so one?
1: good man it was so fun man yeah. it was like they were all like partying and like yes. so much about what what we're about in memphis you know and mm-hmm. yeah it was just sad to see that one go yeah man like if you're a business owner just trust the artist man like for once man like trust the artist they're they do this for a living like they're more hip to this than you are. Like, just trust them, and even if it's weird, you'll get a better response than like if you just paint a Grizzlies logo. You know, like just a have a little Bridge. face and a Memphis Bridge. Like, I'm I'm done, man. Like, any commission that comes my way, Elvis, the Memphis Bridge, the Tigers, um, unless it's the Grizzlies themselves commissioning me because they got that NBA money. Like, I'm not doing it, man. I'm not doing any more... Elvis mirror. I'm not. I'm not doing like every mural I get. It's like people are saying they're asking me to to somehow tie it back to Memphis. Like, can you put the bridge in there? Can you put blues or rock and roll or a guitar?
0: No,
1: and I'm I'm just not doing it anymore. We're, in,
0: we're not living in that time.
1: We're not living in that time. That's yeah. right, man. And I like I can
0: say that even though this is Memphis type history and we talk about history, I'm aware that this is 2017.
1: Yeah, and you're spinning it. You know, and I love it forever.
0: as it is. I do love the history, but I also live in today. Right. So
1: Yeah. I also I also want to publicly say too how much I loved you guys' book, man. And uh, I gotta say, I gotta say, like when I was in college, my friend and I had a similar idea yeah. and we we're like we should like make a coffee table book of like all the different crazy signs and uh, and you guys beat us to it. I know. So kudos. No 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 uh, no no okay. because listen. We're man, not even like, from
0: Memphis. No, so it's okay. Sorry. Because you would like, have done an extraordinary no,
1: no, no. job. No, like, I can't, I can't touch what you guys did, like, the depth and the amount of history and the, and the illustrations, the paintings, they're all, like, so great. I'm just glad somebody did it, and I'm just, like, I'm just saying this now as, like, as, as, like, a genuine compliment of, like, how I was mad at myself for not doing it. Yeah. But I was, like, so stoked that you guys did it, man. Like, as an artist in Memphis, like, that gives me kind of a kick in the ass, but, like, okay, like, just they're, they're killing it, they're doing cool stuff, like, yeah. they're making it happen, and that, like, spurs me on. You know, I told my wife, I was like, I, I mean, obviously I need a copy of it, and she got me a copy, like, so just kudos, man, like, you guys, you guys killed it with that one, and mm. I see you're continuing heart, the, uh,
0: heart melt that For sure, man,
1: for sure, like, I'm a, I'm a have fan. Have attitude about that. I'm a fan first, for sure, like, uh...
0: It did work, because you sent me a message about that, mm-hmm. and... I verbally out loud said, Aw (laughs) (laughs) Like one that that was a plan of yours, but then also that you said you were okay with it because you found out it was us. And I was like, Oh, that's so sweet. And yeah.
1: And also because I was being lazy, like so (laughs) you know, like there's no excuse for laziness. Like if you have an idea, like get on top of it and do it, man. Like it's
0: hard for I will say it's hard for artists too though. And I and I will say props to Caitlin for that because she has that Personality, and a much stronger motivation to get it done than I do. But once I am, and she's the one that gave me the deadline. once I have a deadline, then yes, I was doing a ton of research, doing like knocking For out sure. paintings and stuff. But I needed to have that person that said we're doing this and this is the way we're doing it yeah. and so I was like alright
1: so maybe that's like what we need in, in the city as well is like more people to just take the initiative and say like I going to this is what we're doing I'm doing it with these people and it's yeah. going to be badass and like I'm just going to trust that it's going to be great like yeah. I wish there were more people like that. Like, uh, you know,
0: Working together is a way to do it.
1: It is, man. It really is. I um, you know, I had a friend the other day. Like, asked me. Like, he was like, he's always been a great friend. His actually, his name is uh, Joram Mondi, He goes by Averill Mondi, and he's a photographer. Sounds and awesome. Yeah, maybe like yeah, it's a great name. Like uh, a year ago or so, he was talking to me and said like, man, I really want to get involved in your projects. Like, what can I do to help you? and I I, like my honest answer was like man like the best thing you can do for me as my friend is just go kill it man like start a project and make a plan and see it through like because that's what I need as an artist or else I get stagnant like if I'm like looking around the city and just no one's following through and no one is making art and no one is just being like okay you know what like I'm doing this and like that's then that's that you know yeah. like until people are doing it by any means that by any means necessary then like I'm not inspired but like when I see my friends and people around me who are like coming up with great ideas and just doing them really well and executing and, and following through that makes me be like okay what am I doing like yeah. it's time for me to add something to the cultural landscape you know and um, but that's very much like just again man like I can't say enough about what you guys did with the book and um, you know I really it really is like just uh it's like a a little blip in the in the cultural timeline I, to me like I think it's um, you know it's it's really great man so I just really Thank admire you. what you guys did for sure.
0: Well, we really admire what you did. At least on my behalf. I'm sure I'm speaking on Caitlin's behalf as well. Like, you...
1: Caitlin's out of town. I'm like, nah, I hate that guy. still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no.
0: yeah. Caitlin's like, I love Memphis because I hated it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> no. Right. I came across something called Soul Food. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. For the people listening, I'm not just talking about, like, Alcinias or whatever. I'm talking about, is this a group of painters when...
1: So soul food was an it's an event like similar to how I was talking about the events uh, like conventions or where, where we said like we're securing wall space, inviting people to come paint. Um, it started we we did our first one in the summer of two thousand and five, and we've done five of them since then. And uh, yeah, it was something that that I started back then, and just to uh, you know get all my friends together and. Paint all at the same time and there's something really cool about you know coming together like as a group and all yeah. painting the same wall at the same time
0: and there is a gap when it wasn't happening but it is happening now
1: there was a gap yeah i was in school i mean uh like in 2005 2006 we did it two years in a row and then like it just became too much for me i'm not very good at multitasking but then we had some you know in the following years and uh the last two I collaborated with a, a, a local nonprofit, but um, we're kind of going different directions this time, so um, I'm definitely planning on doing another one. Okay. I just don't know exactly when or where.
0: I feel like I've missed out. I don't... So mm-hmm. when is this next one? Is it annual? It is annual?
1: Uh, I mean, like, yeah, ideally Ish. it's annual-ish. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, maybe we skip a year or so.
0: It doesn't always have to be a certain season. You guys just decide, oh, this is, we got our crew together and let's... Yeah. Let's make this
1: happen. Yeah, um, last year, you know, we uh, we did the the last two years actually we did the Chelsea flood walls, which is at Chelsea and Evergreen. Chelsea is like north Memphis, like it's like okay. north of Midtown.
0: Past Jackson.
1: Past Jackson, yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we did those walls, and uh, last year we actually had like 130 artists out to paint all on the same day. 130. So, yeah, quite a few, and you know they were coming from all over the country. Like they came as far as from like. LA, New Jersey, New York City, like, there was, um, you know, there was a really great turnout. Yeah.
0: How long is that?
1: How long is what now?
0: This event. Is it...
1: Just come out for a day? It's usually a three-day event, and on the first day, people kind of get there and uh, get their spots prepared and see, you know, look at their spot and kind of brainstorm and sketch, and then usually the second day is the main day of painting,
0: Okay. and
1: people will get there early and paint all day, Okay. and then they'll come and kind of finish up on that Sunday.
0: If I go there now, is it still painted? It
1: is still painted, yeah. I'm going
0: to do that. Okay, I'm doing this without Caitlin, so I may mess this up, but if you go to... Our show notes, Memphis type history.com slash graffiti. Uh, you will see a picture of this wall of paintings that I anticipate I'm excited to see. So, yes, do that. <laughs> okay. It's covered, yeah.
1: It's a great wall.
0: Okay. Chelsea and uh, no, Evergreen. And North
1: Evergreen, yeah. North
0: Evergreen. Other stuff. But I feel like I got to get grasp on graffiti now. Okay. So if you know, I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't know you Is kinda, it always with the it's not always with the spray can or is it it is?
1: I mean generally yeah, like we, we use spray paint just because it's the quickest, like it's
0: mm-hmm.
1: using using like paint brushes and stuff, it, it takes forever, just you know. No way. Yeah, but when uh when you kinda have a grasp on, on graffiti and the order of operations, like you can use spray paint. Like no, it's it's incredible, oh, no. man. I can't it's the even best spray medium. A, chair. Well, you've never had anybody show you anything.
0: Is there a technique to...
1: There's a lot of technique. There's a lot of technique. how to get the,
0: the paint out of a spray can correctly. Absolutely.
1: Because, you know, if you think about it, you're, you're using basically a cone of air, you know, like the air is going out. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, like there's definitely like mechanics and things and techniques that you need to know more so than any other medium I think I've ever tried, you know, like, everything else that I've done usually gets pretty self-explanatory, but, like, there's definitely some tricks in graffiti that, like, if you don't have someone show you, it's really difficult to, uh, to kind of know what you're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. But I'm actually starting this company with my friend. It's going to be, like, an online graffiti and mural, uh, web, web series, series of web courses. Okay. So, like, if you're interested in, in, uh, you know, like, learning about how to use a spray can or anything like that you can you know
0: there'll be courses essentially there'll be a
1: course yeah yeah hey, okay. because I have so many people like asking me to teach them and I just don't have yeah. time you know I don't have time to teach everyone
0: uh, these are all people that are putting your names on people's property
1: sometimes yeah yeah
0: okay. sometimes yeah um we'll we'll include that in our show notes as well okay. memphistypehistory.com slash graffiti <laughs> and um well thank you i feel much more informed okay i'm going to i'm going to quit my job tomorrow and try to get in your crew
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, all right like a year from now i'll uh, i'll see where you're at and see if you're uh
0: I See did. if you can figure out my name. Okay.
1: <laughs> right on. So, thank you for having me so much. I really, it was, yeah, I enjoyed myself for sure.
0: Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you, Brandon Marshall, for coming on the show tonight or day if you're listening in day. And Although you should be listening at night on your porch, as we mentioned earlier. This is Memphis Type History, the podcast.
1: We like your type.
0: You've been listening to Memphis Type History, the podcast. It would mean so much to us if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. Be sure to subscribe and never miss an episode. Want to be part of Memphis Type History and get behind-the-scenes content, merch, and more? Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash memphistypehistory. That's Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash History. Find more Memphis Type History on our blog at memphistypehistory.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest as Memphis Type History, and on Twitter at Memphis Type.